this is what this podcast is about. Yeah. It's about inspiring people to be the best versions of themselves. The Pro. The ProRecordings.com. The Pro Podcast, Episode One. Yep. Self Drake's The Pro. This is it. Cairo, Sean, yours truly. It's not Gyro. No, it's not Gyro. It's Cairo. Yeah. I had to tell two about it like, the other day. <laughs> Literally, it was like, pick up gyro. Everybody tells me this, man. When they hear the tag drop, mm. yeah, I need to get a new thing. Nah, it's cool, man. Nah, you did still, but yeah, it's alright. But yeah, man. So, what's good? Everything's blessed. So, right now, it's just a thing of creating, 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 building that skill set, um, and just, just leveling up entirely, really. 100%. But yeah. 100%. Where do you see... Like, I'm kind of getting rushing ahead still, but where do you see yourself at your place where you would like to be most? What does that look like? Um. So it looks like me working with orchestras, um, building film scores for, like, any, any like, anyone in the, like, film industry, they call me up, you want to do a score for a film? I've got music here that you might want to work with or I can make something from scratch and um, we work together, we travel the world to like study, like if it was a film where it's shot in China I'd study like the music in China and basically work with that and kind of make music set for China, like just just for an example um, just so I can travel the world and kind of just experience um so yeah, for for me and music, it's that really making music for films. Mm, sick, big big films. So we kind of went ahead, but explain to the people who you are mm. and how you started doing what you're doing and what do you do. Um, so who you are, where you started, mm. and what made you start. So I'm someone that grew up. Who are you? Well, I'm Cairo. Mm. I'm Cairo first of all. Um, the name Cairo Sean is literally just my first and middle name put into one. Um, and what made me start making music was I've never really known music, like, but I've always had a good ear for music. I've always liked beats growing up. I always listened to the beats over, um, the actual artists when they sang. Um... I mainly loved watching films. Um, literally, just grew up listening to so many films, like film scores. Yeah. Um, ben Herman and them and there. Ben Herman. I don't actually know Ben Herman, but I know. Do your research. Yeah, I would have to, but I actually I know of obviously Hans Zimmer. Hans Zimmer. Yeah, I was gonna say Hans Zimmer. Bit one. Literally, um, Steve Jablonski, um, Steven Spielberg, and whoever done Star Wars. I think it was Steven. I think it was Steven Spielberg. Oh, that wasn't. That was E.T. and Jurassic Park. Oh, no. But yeah. But um, I I mainly grew up listening to to um like film scores. The main reason why I loved films was because of the music behind them. Um, I started really learning the piano and learning instruments when I was like thirteen. Um, and then got into music, got a grade B in school. I was very good in school. Um, just had my head down in my studies. Um, and so then from there, I just decided to do a two-year course in music technology. Um, 
done a two-year course studying music business, how labels and everything work. Yeah, yeah, college. So it was A-level. It was A-level and I got a high merit still. Sick, sick, sick. But yeah. So music, studies, um, I gained experience for the first time, obviously, starting working in a studio environment, started making beats around that time, um, and also started working with artists as well, started engineering. This was in, this was from year 2017 to 2019. Um, and yeah, just gained experience. Started actually doing Foley, Foley work as well, which is where, um, if you don't know, it's literally about recording sounds, live sounds. Um, it could be the click of your finger to a dog barking, and you use those sounds to create um, soundscape for like a film or for a game. So I gained experience doing that for a game. Um, and yeah, didn't really get much from it. I guess that's because at the time, my mindset wasn't really on everything or trying to do that specifically, but it helped. Um, and then from there, I started just gaining experience, basically freelancing in the music industry, um, like underground, obviously, but um, started gaining experience. And then I just kept going back and forth with music and working really nine to five and stuff like that. So yeah, that's, that's kind of me and my journey. In total, I've been doing music for about four to five years now. I'd say that uh, this year in particular is where, like, it's kind of like, this is it. This is me starting to establish myself as a producer, engineer, musician. Um, since especially, like, I started my own brand and I also, you know, signed for the Pro-ENT. Um, literally. And, um, and, yeah, gained more experience, like, getting paid work as a producer as well, which is a big deal. Um, so, yeah, literally, that's where I'm at right now. Sick, bro. Big up. Um, just hearing your story, I feel proud of you. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Even if I didn't know you, bro, because even just like hearing, not even just like the amount of different um, lanes and paths that lead have led you to this in terms of like the Foley, college, yeah, grade, um, what, what B B yeah. Um, High merits, you get what I'm trying to say? All of that has, has led, and you know, you focused yourself mm. and you was, you was dedicated and that's led you to be able to, you know, be paid from your craft. I think that's a very important thing. I think you should give yourself a round of applause. You get me? Absolutely. Yeah, it's very inspiring for, you know, younger people as well. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Because we're in like quite a pandemic of a situation where young people they don't see the value in getting, just putting your head down mm. and just getting on with it. It's mm. like it's been made to be cool to not be focused yeah, yeah, or focused yeah. on the wrong things, you know what Absolutely. I mean? Absolutely. But if you focus on the right things, mm. like you're showing, yeah. then, you know, you'll be, you'll be, it's about feeling um, fulfilled in what you're doing. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Because, you know, you're not agitating and all over the place, you know yeah. what I'm trying to say? Like, yeah. you're, you're, you seem like you're, you're calm and you're tranquil and you're, you know, you feel like you're content with what you're doing. Yeah. That's what it's all I about. Do, like, when it comes to music, yeah, I feel very much collected. Yeah. Um, especially because of the way music makes me feel when I create it. 
um, and the attachments that I have to music. Um, I'm the type of producer that I'd be anywhere, and if an idea hits me, I'm holding on to that idea for as long as I can until I'm actually at the studio to create that idea. So <clears throat> it's a next thing where I'm trying to recreate that idea that's in my mind. And I feel a bit disappointed because the VSTs or the certain tweaks and stuff, I can't really replicate the ideas. Um, for me, like my journey, so I started producing when I was 12, 13 years old on the PlayStation, um, on, a, on a program called Music 2000. So from there, like, I was DJing at the same time as well. So my thing was, I wanted to be able to make beats mm -hmm. to then go and take to DJ at the places mm -hmm. I'm DJing at. Mm -hmm. And I was like 13, 14. My uncle taught me how to DJ. Um, <clears throat> and I started to DJ at different parties, you know, like people's house parties, mm -hmm. under 18s, under 16s parties and stuff. I remember I had a clash with some guy and we used to go and buy our, our vinyls and I'd done this DJ course and they had like a thing where they put on a, an event at the end of the course. Okay. And then we was on the the front line. Well, I mean, we was on the lineup, sorry. Yeah, yeah. And um, I remember this guy was like, yeah, I'll clash you, I'll clash you. He must have thought I was dead, bro. I slaughtered him. <laughs> like, and the thing is, because like, I had some bridgings in the crowd as well, they was all kind of like, wheel it, wheel it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. so from there, I knew like, I've got an influence. Yeah, them, them, those moments right there are mad. And, um, with those, with those moments, really, you've got to assess how well you've done as well, 100%. and and also just just it's it's very confidence building and character building when you flop or when you get embarrassed, yeah. when you lose in a clash, 100%. and the crowd's telling you, you know, whether you're good or not by the crowd's reaction. If they're if they're hyped, 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 then you know you're done good. But definitely character building. Um, this is this is the thing, man. Like I mean. You have to be able to take an L mm. and turn it into into a lesson yeah, yeah. that helps you to build to the next stage. Absolutely. Thankfully for me, I always understood the key to preparation. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because I, I wasn't in a looking silly. That's one thing I hate. I hate looking stupid. And that's one thing my mum has already, always told me. Mm. Don't give anyone any reason to have to say anything bad about you. Mm. You know what I mean? Mm. Such a simple thing. But it's so effective, Literally. you know what I mean? Because a lot of the times, we'll moan about, you know, someone saying something about us or feel bad about it, but a lot of the time we give them a reason. Yeah, or we're quick to moan about other people as well. It's true. So even you know even even that is a reflection of what it is that you might not be doing a you certain other so it's aspects. It's, a, it's assuming that um, responsibility, it's taking on board responsibility and learning responsibility. And I think I had responsibility from a young age because I'm, I'm the eldest of my younger siblings. I've got three younger brothers um, that I've grown up with, you know what I mean? And there's like six years between me and my next brother and then there's, you know, like two years between him and the next one and four years between him and the next one. So, you know, we are quite close but then I am quite... Far away, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you know, I did have to take responsibility helping the, helping to raise them and helping to you know guide them as an older brother Absolutely. from young and with with that also I'm a, I'm an older um elder sibling as well mm. shout out to the older siblings cuz it's not easy 
um, A, you've got no one else to look up to. Um, and B, you've you've got to set that level and you've got to set that standard for everybody that's looking up to you as well. Exactly, the spotlight's on you, so you can't, you know, mistakes and stuff like that, you ain't really got space for that. Yeah. You have to do the right thing, you know what I mean? Absolutely. But then at the same time, going back to what we were saying before, I feel like those experiences and being in that position has helped me to want to be the best version of myself. Mm, mm. And I feel like this is what this podcast is about. Yeah. It's about inspiring people to be the best versions of themselves, the pro. Do you know what I mean? Mm. If you've worked on yourself, you've worked on your craft, you've become somebody that, you know, is highly skilled in their craft or someone of knowledge or mm. you've just spent time working on yourself. Because mm -hmm. a lot of the time we think that everything is out there for us to achieve, but the best thing you could master is yourself. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Peace peace always starts with you, innit? Um, it's not a thing of solving problems that are external. You've got to solve that problem within you in First, order to pattern that. Yeah, absolutely. I can't be any use to anyone else if I haven't worked on myself, you know? There's a lot of... Yeah, a lot of, a lot of people don't really level up in, you know, industries or any, like, organisations because... Yeah, they, a lot of people can just be problematic when it comes to the way they respond to certain reaction, respond to certain events and stuff like this as well and situations. It only just snowballs into more negative like events and stuff like that. So you know what I mean. So if you if you take responsibility for yourself, then you will be better off. Long story short, you know what I mean. It just it just solves so many different things. So going back to my journey. I went from um, just doing that producing. Mm. I've helped and like taught other people how to DJ and produce from a young age. Mm -hmm. So when it got to like 16, 17, and I'm starting to produce for certain artists and people are using my beats now, like artists are using my beats and it's getting played on radio. Mm. I'm like, okay. And then I'm going to college and learning more. That showed me that, okay, cool, I have a way that I can link with people and work with people and people actually rate what I'm doing. Mm. So that gave me the reason to start my recording studio. Yeah, yeah. Around 17, do you know what I mean? Um, That's a young age, man. Props to you. Yeah, thank you, bro. Thank you, bro, man. Seriously. You know what I mean? You know, so, um, so that's what I wanted to do. And also, that was something that I know that helped to keep us, when we was younger, mm. on, like, something constructive because there's so much out there that can draw you into some negative path yeah, yeah. and music was always something that um, kept us on a positive path and gave us something constructive to do had I not been doing music certain times I don't know what I would have been doing do you know what I mean yeah. so yeah um, done college started my studio when I was about 19, 20 I got funding to start it so you know I kind of approached it from a youth work kind of angle um at helping youth at the same time as having a studio to help myself and my career. Mm -hmm. And then um, went to university. There's so many things I'm missing out, but I'm just trying to focus on, like, the 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 path of, you know, my craft. Yeah. With um, a question for you, yeah, would you recommend university to someone that wants to do music as a career or someone that doesn't know whether music's what they want to do, but they really like and enjoy music? Yeah, personally, <clears throat> I feel like university helps you to take your craft seriously. Because mm. when you understand the theory to it, if you learn it, yeah, you understand it to a theoretical level, 
then that gives you more knowledge and more confidence when you're talking about what you're doing mm -hmm. and dealing with people in the real world. Mm -hmm. Because you understand it to <clears> a theoretical <throat> level. A lot of people are just trying a thing. You know what I mean? Because they've yeah. seen someone do it and they think, yeah, I can do that. Try it. And then you have to learn through your mistakes. But if you learn it at a theoretical level, you've got to study it. You've got to submit um, assignments and, mm. you know, just get stuck in on that sort of, in, from that sort of angle. I feel like you definitely will benefit from it rather than someone that hasn't done that. Mm. Saying that, you can also just work at it work at it because you know i'll say all of that but that's because i went to college i went to university i studied my craft i built it up but the most i've learned was on the job mm -hmm. the actual real experience in yeah. the field you know what i mean nothing teaches more teaches you more than actual experience as well seriously bro like the things that i learned in university they never taught me that what i learned mm. in the field you know what i mean so yeah, learning in the field from from like 20, like I said, when I came back from university after learn, doing a music production and foundation for film and TV, so similar to you, mm -hmm. I learned about, um, you know, scoring films. That's what I wanted to do because I thought I don't want to be one of these artists that are really trying to just make it and putting out the music and it's not working. Because at that time, you didn't have YouTube, you didn't have... Instagram, I'm showing how old I am. Yeah. But you didn't have the opportunities that we have now to go A to B. Yeah, absolutely. The internet game is literally just ridiculous right now. Mm. You could you could blow just from having a couple TikTok videos. Exactly. Social media is literally carrying everything and pushing everything. So it's, yeah. it's again, bridging that gap for even just labels to get hold of everybody because people don't need that anymore. They and this is the push. thing, it's a, it's a brilliant time to be a creative person. Absolutely. And it's only going to get better, I feel, mm -hmm. because everything is, is being, um, is opening a door mm. for creatives. So yeah. if, you, if you look at like, even this, this NFT stuff that's going on, yeah? If you, you can know coding, before it was about coding and all of this back-end sort of stuff, you get what I mean? Mm. Um, nerdy sort of stuff, mm -hmm. yeah? Because that is the foundation to creating the programs that yeah, we're able yeah. to create with, you get what I'm trying to say? And, you know, stuff like that. The infrastructure, mm -hmm. they were the ones that paved the infrastructure, the, the techie guys, mm -hmm. yeah? But since that's been done, you have the creatives who have then been able to utilise that and then have levelled up from that. Yeah. So the next stage is where NFTs are concerned, you need to be able to, to yeah. be able to <laughs> do art or create the music to sell it. Do you get what I'm trying to say? And this, this world, you know, because of advertising and stuff like that, you need, um, you need people that can create the music, create the backing tracks, create the artwork, create the you know, graphic design stuff. Mm. And it's going to get a lot more um, in, in favour. It's going to be a lot more in favour to creatives, I feel. Yeah, that, literally. I, mean? um, I think right now, obviously, we're in the world of information. That's, that's obviously Definitely. been the case since like the 2010s, mm -hmm. pretty much since the internet came out. But of course. there's going to be a new era where it's literally just the world of creation. That's, that's how I see it's going to be. Um, and obviously, everybody's got... Everybody has the same amount of power now. 
literally a level playing field yeah, where you can cre- yeah you can create 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 and and literally do it on your own build as many skill sets as you, that that you can and then delegate to yourself or to other people mm-hmm. what it is that you want out of what you're trying to do definitely literally um so yeah no, definitely man it's um I think it's a good time to be a creative absolutely you know what I mean but um but yeah I think we've touched on the creative side the development that's led to us being able to develop our creative sides mm-hmm. yeah but there's also a lot more that goes into that and that is affected by that mm. yeah so say for instance yeah I could I could be a creative person, but I could be creating things that are not necessarily good for someone on in terms of morality. Yeah, what would an example be of that? Uh, music. If mm. I create music that's not necessarily affecting other people positively, and they're they're affected negatively, and I'm also affected negatively because of what I'm saying and putting it out there, my words are powerful. Mm-hmm. Just the fact of being creative isn't the most positive thing. Do you get what I'm trying to say? Yeah. You know what I mean? That's that's definitely true, you know. Um, there's there's obviously good and bad with it. You know, you you can look at the whole drill scene and and say that as well. Literally that's that's just one. Um again it's just it's just about responsibility. Um with regards to drill, you know, there's a there's a lot of negative influence going on with um, young individuals growing up, you know, um, just people being groomed into that environment and that industry as a whole. Mm. Anyway, like, yeah, they like you. You just got to be responsible as a creative, really. Definitely, I think that's the answer. You summed it up, bro. Mm. Yeah, because. It's a power that you have. Uh, as a creative person, you have a lot of power mm-hmm. because you can suggest ideas that influence other people. Yeah, it's about selling a dream. Yourself. Yeah, you can you could potentially sell it because you you understand how to communicate. It's a it's a method of communication. Yeah, yeah. Being a creative person, you're communicating to that other other person, mm-hmm. and but you're just doing it in a different language. Yeah. So if I'm drawing something, I'm communicating an idea to somebody. Mm-hmm. If I'm creating music, I'm communicating a feeling to somebody. Do you yeah. know what I'm trying to say? Yeah. Um, staying with you know other other forms of creativity. You get me? Um, but yeah, with power, responsibility. So I feel like if we are moving into that stage where it is more catered for creatives then there has to be a lot of more, a uh, lot more um, responsibility, and responsibility and accountability, yeah. you know, because, you know, there is, um, there is definitely a lot of power in it, but people have to be able to understand how to use that skill. What's the power? Yeah. It's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a gift that yeah. you have in it, do yeah. you know what I mean? And when, and when sorry to call you, and when oh. you look at the um, industry, as a whole, there's not many people promoting, you know, the actual side where the grass is greener. And there's not a lot of people promoting that life isn't all about trapping. It's not all about glorifying gangsta, gangsta lifestyle. It's not mm. all about promoting titties and breasts and, mm. and fast cars and money. Mm. It's about just living, learning, loving, caring and 
yeah, the, in the industry, it's it's not cool to be that person that preaches or that is um you know does a little gospel. You know, it's not it's not a popular thing. It's not um it's not glorified. It's not glamorized, and it's not worshipped. You know, to an extent, there's a lot of people that promote the wrong things, and they're being worshipped. Celebrities, hundred percent, hundred percent. I I I personally feel that this is because of what's available, mm-hmm. and kind of like cabin fever. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, because yeah. it's just because like if you go into the supermarket and you go into like Sainsbury's or you go into one of these, you know, yes, let's let's say Sainsbury's mm. and you're seeing what's 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 there, you're gonna pick out of what draws you in mm-hmm. from what's there, from what's yeah, available. Yeah. If you go into if you choose to go into Whole Foods and what's there is everything there's non-GMO. Mm gluten-free, vegan, whatever, and that's better for you. Yeah. If Whole Foods was the standard of supermarkets worldwide, mm-hmm. then we would just have that to choose from. Yeah. But if we go into Sainsbury's and we've got the whole confectionery aisle with crisps and chocolate and mm. all of that, and mm. it's like, it's available, isn't it? It's yeah. what's available. You've got more choice. Do you get what I'm trying to say? Yeah. And this then goes down to the responsibility of the platforms mm-hmm. that allow Absolutely. this consumption Absolutely, to, but the, to, the, to, the, lab, the labels already know this. They already know that um, it's easy to, to lure in a young person, you know, into a certain lifestyle because, you know, by you getting the numbers and by you having catchy songs um, that are simple for young people to understand and grasp and, you know, get to know in a short amount of time it takes you already said this to me before mm. it takes calories to think mm. so when you're writing a song that's so easy and catchy um for people to understand um these songs aren't necessarily of great influence in a positive way for people yeah but the industry knows this so that if they can get a good 50 million views mm. or streams out of this song then they're laughing because they didn't have to make much effort at all this is the thing to write bro. a good song this is the thing and I feel like it's easier to do that. So the people that, say for instance, what I've noticed yeah, is that conscious rappers, positive, reflective, there's a certain skill. It's harder for you to actually engage somebody through that. So there's different methods. And if you're not, if you're trying to go the easy route, then it's easier just to say something that will make someone turn their head. Mm. Like, oh, oh, did he say that? Mm. Oh, yeah, that's making him excited. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Rather mm. than something that's going to make someone think. Yeah. You know what I'm trying to say? But yeah. this is why the majority of people want the easy way out. Yeah, absolutely. And, and there's the minority of people who actually are hard workers. You know what I mean? So say for in, But they're the ones that actually benefit the most. Because if you go on to streaming, yeah? You got all of these other rappers that, you know, do the mumble rap and the drill and all of this stuff. But the top streamed, aside from Drake, yeah? Mm. J. Cole's, mm. Hendrix, Ed Sheeran. Ed Sheeran. Yeah, Adele. Yeah, Adele. Shout out to Adele. Yeah. Just came up do you get what I'm trying to say? Adele done a flipping um, interview the other day. She said, why is she herself to appeal to a younger audience. Mm. That's what they were trying to get her to do. They're trying to get her to appeal to a younger audience, 
uh, by doing, you know, music that is a bit younger. But she said, no, nah, if everyone's doing that for the young people, who's going to be catering for the people that are my age? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That have been through, um, you know, the, the, the struggles of life and are actually at that stage of growth and have gone through counselling and is, all that stuff. Yeah, you know what I mean? It's, it's about relatability as well. Um, I think if you are a conscious rapper and, you know, all you want to talk is sense, then be someone that, or or represent a body of people or a group of people that can relate to you. The the way to build a fan base is to be, like, literally relatable, relatable. for a lot of for a lot of other people to to look up to you and mm. also feel like yeah I'm 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 gravitating to that because you're on the level that I'm at or slightly better because you've experienced a bit more. There is that, yeah, but there's also because if it was just that, then a lot of those people who are um, positive and conscious and, you know, talk about stuff that can relate to people, mm. they would be a lot further. But it takes skill as well. Yeah. You, if you do if the skill set and creativity... Yeah. Wordplay Do you get what I'm trying to say? Cause, cause double, triple on You get what I'm trying to say? Storytelling. Dave, yeah, yeah, Dave's, yeah. The, the, the Kendricks, the, like, these men are at the top. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and then all, you've got everybody else. Yeah, they're and they're all unique trouble. as well because yeah. they're being themselves mm -hmm. as well. Absolutely. But this is what I was going to say. That's a big part. I remember when I was growing up and listening to music, you know, there were certain conscious rappers, yeah, that were sick at rapping, like, mad. I can tell you about, you know, um, what's his name? Pe Presto. There's a guy called Presto from America. Not really, not a lot of people even know who he no, is, but he's one of the sickest Presto. rappers I've ever heard in my life, bro. Mm. Like, kind of immortal technique, kind of, you know what I mean? Mm. I, I used to like that sort of rap. Yeah. Sick, but then you have other rappers that are trying to be conscious, mm. but their skills aren't necessarily the best. So people don't want to hear that. Yeah, I want to yeah. hear something that is entertaining mm. that I can get something from. Yeah, yeah. I don't just want to hear something, because it's like... Because what it is, you know what it's, I mean? it's, it's, it's got to be unfamiliar with a bit of familiarity. You've got to have a lot of um, punchlines as well. Mm. Again, you've got to have pop culture that people recognise. If you're mentioning the latest shoes or mm. the latest movie or TV show, or even just a TV show that people know within pop culture, then, you know, you're winning, really. And if also... A reason why Drake is on top is because he's able to write captions. Literally, all of his lyrics is a caption that people use, you know, in their photos or anything like that. So it, it, it's just, yeah, it's really about writing lines that people know just, just, just like that, just easy. Definitely, he's a smart guy because he's able to make his music inclusive mm -hmm. so everybody can like it from all different demographics. Yeah. And I feel like... He's versatile as well. One th and he's versatile, which also helps. But I feel like he's a person that studies his analytics. Mm -hmm. And that's good as well. Mm -hmm. When you put your stuff out there and you analyse who is taking... Yeah. Like, who's taking notice of this? It's about testing who the waters. Is, you know what I mean? Mm. Testing the waters. being First of all, being bold enough to test the waters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then looking at what effect it's had. Mm. And then, cool, if it might not have been the right one, changing it and doing something different yeah. and taking risks and then yeah. you know from experience but also looking at what works mm -hmm. you understand so with Drake I feel like he's the sort of person that puts out his music I could be wrong but he puts out his music 
and then he looks at what countries are liking it mm -hmm. and looks at what songs are being played and how, you know what I mean? How many, like, which songs are the most popular? Yeah, yeah. Where? That's what any, you know what I'm trying to say? What, that's what any businessman would do as well. Exactly. As, as Look at creative. the analytics. Yeah, literally. As Look well as a creative, because, you know, when you're, if you're a YouTube producer, Mm. Uh, watching this, or if you're just a producer in general, mm. and um, you're doing the YouTube thing, you got you got to check your analytics. You got to see um, who's viewing and liking your stuff, and what uh, beats are actually doing the best numbers. You've got to look at the analytics in the industry as a whole, which um, artists are doing big big numbers right now. Which artists have just dropped a song? Because mm. this is game right now, free game. Um, and kind of worth a game. Literally. Um, so, so, for example, uh, Chris Rich was a producer that literally blew up. You told me about him. 2019, 2020. Mm. And all he did was named his beats Pop Smoke type beats because that's the same time that Pop Smoke was coming up. Mm. So, off the back of using someone else's name who was popping and using same names, so Pop Smoke, for example, did a song called Dior. Chris Richard release a tight beat called Dior. Mm. That that would hit numbers because people are searching for Dior, Dior. Pop Smoke. They'd click on a new beat. This is the thing as well, you it's know. It's marketing, which is smart. It's, 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 it's a lane, and I heard somebody on YouTube talking about literally looking at what's trending mm -hmm. and doing like a remix of the most trending stuff yeah. or even talking about the, the most trending stuff and that being a way to leverage your, your yeah. YouTube. And... Like, I feel like, yeah, for me personally, when I was doing my... I, I'm I just a person that likes individuality and keeping yeah, yeah, it, yeah. you know what I mean? In your own. Like, I like to do Absolutely. my thing, so part of my pride mm. would stop me from doing that, yeah, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, and then yeah. I'll think, all right, cool, let me just do a remix. And then mm -hmm. people, people will like it, but I won't get the reaction that I want. I'll be like, see, I knew I shouldn't have done that. Yeah, yeah, I just yeah. stay in my thing. But there is something in doing it the right way. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And you can use that as a, a stepping stone. Yeah, yeah, and there's yeah. a lot of people like me mm. that aren't prepared to do remixes. Mm. Yeah? Or weren't prepared to do remixes and then be like, ah, oh, do you know what? I might as well. That's, I don't feel like that's the right energy. Mm. I feel like you have to be strategic in it because mm -hmm. you can't sell yourself short. You have to keep it real, mm -hmm. but you have to have a strategy. So say, for instance, my thing now would be like, if I was going to do that, I would do. I might do a remix of something that's trending, and then I know that. Cool. Off of the back of that, I know if I'm doing remixes regularly, I'm trying to build my YouTube, mm -hmm. and then once I've got them, then I'm gonna stop giving them my stuff. Okay. You know what yeah, I'm trying yeah, to yeah. say. Yeah. Switch it up. Yeah. And yeah switch yeah, it up. Yeah. And but stuff that those people I know that they would like, mm -hmm. and then I can start to regularly. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because I I think with that yeah, it's got to be very very subtle in the switch up. Yeah. Because when you all right, so if you're known for something. Yeah, it? literally. Mm. So I'll 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 give you an example. Yeah, shout out to my bro, um, Shay Ot, um, did his thing this year, literally blew up by doing drill remixes. Yeah, so a he capitalized off of the idea that drill is the number one. Well, yeah, basically the number one upcoming genre, mm. um, and basically just did remixes to game theme songs. So Call of Duty. He got the theme song. Mm. Um, his biggest one was Super Smash Bros. Mm. Got 10 million plus views Mike. on YouTube. He done tutorials on TikTok. 
which is a brand new app that only came out what, last year or the year mm. before, capitalized off of that and just dished out remix after remix all throughout the year. And it's a, it's an absolutely smart move. And what I've noticed from that is that, you know, because he's done remixes, people are already familiar with what it is, if that makes mm. sense. Mm. If it's like a brand new melody, it, it'd have to be so original mm. for it to blow. And those things are difficult. But if if now, say, I'm a producer that blew up off of doing drill remixes, mm. it'd have to be a subtle switch to the point where it doesn't lose anybody's attention because people know me as the remixer. Mm. If I'm the remix guy, they they got to come to me for remixes and stuff now. It's kind of like if you was to put it in a retrospect, re retrospective view and look at TV shows. Mm. Your favourite TV show is your favourite because it's true to the characters. The characters have development and they, and they stay the same throughout the show. Mm. Um, and, you know, you've, you've got characters that make sense within the show and the show is progressive, isn't it? And you see the journey come through with mm. each character. If now the show decides to, to kill off a character or kill off five characters straight in one go, mm. it would cause massive problems within the community that love that show and know it as, as it to be. So, yeah, the switch-up would have to be so subtle. I feel like... And slight still. I get what you're saying, but I also feel like the TV show analogy is a little bit different because if you are a fan of EastEnders, yeah? Mm. And then another show comes out a couple years later says Westenders mm. and they've copied the, the idea from Eastenders. Eastenders is the original. Yeah. Westenders, unless they're doing something better than Eastenders, yeah, then people are people might slate it and be like, oh this is a spin-off of Eastenders. You know what I mean? They're just teeth in it and change it because the original, if you can't do it better than the original, it doesn't make sense. It's just it's just like when you watch a, a sequel or or um of a film, mm -hmm. and they do number two or number three, yeah. and it's not as good as the first one, you're like, oh, I didn't really rate that one. Mm -hmm. Do you get what I'm trying mm -hmm. to say? It kind of kills it. Yeah. So in terms of the switch, because this is, this is like similar to my dilemma now. It's not a dilemma because I know what I'm doing, but for me, I've established myself as a sound engineer mm -hmm. and someone that has introduced a style of music production that ties into sound engineering and made a name for myself in that lane. And now I'm saying I'm stopping doing that and I'm just doing, even with my beats, I'm just doing halal music. Yeah. Do you know what I'm trying to say? So my thing is, I know that, you know, not everyone is going to take to the halal stuff. Bro. Mm. But my purpose, I feel, is more in line with, with the halal stuff. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So I'm prepared to, if they don't take to that immediately, to, to rough it out mm. and keep doing it. And because I'm not just doing it for the money. Do you know what I'm trying to say? Mm -hmm. Even like when you're saying it's not going to blow, cool. If, you if that's what you want, that's what you want. Mm. But certain men might not want it to blow. They might just like, you know what? I'm putting out a message. Yeah, yeah. Or and they're if, just like doing it for the sake of it. Do you know what I'm trying to say? They fit for the sake of it. Yeah. So if I'm putting out, you know, if I'm doing remixes, remixes, and then it gets to a point where, you know what, I'm going to start doing remixes of or doing original songs using 
just these live instruments, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. yeah? But they're all good. And I want to show people, my purpose is to show people the power of original and um, authentic instruments and the effect that it has on you mm. as opposed to this electronic stuff and remixes and just yeah, trying yeah. to hit a milli. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah? And, you know and, what I mean? And, and with that, I definitely recognise your point and where you're coming yeah. from as well. Um, so what, what I was saying is that whenever you do the switch up, it has to be into something that's a niche yeah. as well as going from remixes to, like what you said, you know, doing just instruments or just using live sounds or live instruments. It has to be a gap. It there has to be a gap yeah. of something that people haven't had yet and the timing has to be right as well. Mm -hmm. So to tie up, I think the things we spoke about in terms of personal development, mm -hmm. using um, your creativity for, the good, for a good purpose, because it's a power, mm. um, seeing your lane and your kind of path in your creative field mm -hmm. and opening that up, you know, there's, there's so many things to consider. Obviously, www.theproent.com, mm -hmm. Cairo, Sean on all socials. Yeah. You're done now, look out for us. Theprorecordings.com.